Hey everybody, welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. Today it is me flying solo, it's just Matt. And we're going to be talking about, when I say we, I mean me, uh, I'm going to be talking about RoboCop, the remake that was kind of, not controversial, but a lot of opinions on it. You know, it's at a time when a remake, and even still so, were very very hot and a lot of people don't think that you needed to remake robocop because it's in a lot of ways to fans like a perfect movie but i was excited about this remake because the cast sounded fantastic we had gary oldman we had samuel jackson we had michael keaton we had jackie earl harley in this movie so i was excited based on the cast the trailer came out that got me even more excited, and I'm excited to talk about this movie. But before I do, there's a couple changes to the episode today. If you're a regular listener to the show or you've just recently started picking up, um, the single episodes are going to change. And what I mean by that is I'm going to kind of walk through that now before I actually get started. So what will happen is because this show is called Matt Goes to the Movies, I've decided to break up the reviews into segments that have titles based on things you do when you go to the movies. So, for instance, the first segment of the review is going to be called Teaser Trailer. Now, what that is, is that's a spoiler-free section where I give a brief overview of the movie, completely spoiler-free. So if you haven't seen the movie or you want to catch up on the movie and see what your thoughts are again after a rewatch before you listen to this, um, after that portion, that's where you'd pause it. Because after that, we go into the segment called Get Your Popcorn. And that is a complete spoiler portion where I talk about the movie in depth. After that segment is done, the segment coming out next will be called From the Lobby. And that'll be the recap of the movie, how I thought of, you know, what I thought of it overall, what my rating is on it, and any other just final thoughts I have on the movie. So that's how these shows going forward are going to happen. So at the end of this episode too, I'm going to update any listeners on what is coming this month. I had a couple social media posts saying what I'm reviewing in February. So I will update everybody on when those are actually being released with this episode. So uh, let's get into it. So here we go. Teaser trailer time. So back when this movie was announced, I talked about it here in the beginning. I was really excited. You had a great cast announcement. The trailer came out. I was really excited for the trailer. Uh, I know a lot of people that I talk to and message boards and things like that. There wasn't a ton of excitement for this movie from the people that I talked to because a lot of people that I talked to thought RoboCop was, you know, pretty much a perfect movie. You didn't need to remake it. And this just wasn't going to be as good. And I don't ever need the remake to be as good. If it's a good movie, I can just treat it as its own movie. I don't have to compare it to the original. And, you know, one other thing that was really, really talked about when the trailer came out was the fact that they had to turn 
uh, RoboCop suit black. So I wasn't really upset about that. I actually think it was clever how they did it in the movie and why they did it, which I'll get into in the spoiler section. But uh, this is a movie about a family that is broken apart because of an officer who is hurt in the line of duty. Um, and they have a choice to make how he's going to continue on. And I thought there were a lot of really great moments. I thought there were some really strong characters in this movie. Uh, Gary Oldman does a fantastic job. So that is going to be the teaser trailer for this review. Now, if you have not seen this movie and you want to be spoiler free, there is a countdown coming. After that countdown, it is on to spoiler territory. So I'm going to 10, give you 10, the countdown 9, right now. 8, so as 7, you hear this, once 6, this hits zero, 5, 4, the spoiler portion 3, of the review 2, is coming and it, we will be into the segment called Get Your Popcorn. And this segment, like I talked about, is completely spoilers. So let's get into spoilers for RoboCop. Uh, if you've seen the original, you know the story of RoboCop. What it is is Alex Murphy, a officer of the law who is fatally wounded and gets turned into half-man, half-machine called RoboCop to protect the citizens of Detroit City. And this movie follows the same pattern. It is different in how he turns into RoboCop in the original. He is gunned down by a ton of henchmen and then is, which is a pretty graphic scene in the original movie. But in this one, he is the victim of a car bomb from a drug, drug dealer, arms dealer. And the car blows up at his home and it critically wounds him to the point where his wife has to make a decision if she's going to sign off for this program. And part of the backstory in this movie is Omnicorp and Michael Keaton, who is fantastic in this movie, is trying to get Omnicorp soldiers, which are robots, onto the streets of the United States. They are allowed overseas, and they are the law enforcement. It is machines. There's multiple N209s for people who have seen the original patrolling the streets and keeping cities safe, so to speak, overseas. However, there is a law that does not allow these robots to be used in the United States, and they are trying to get them passed. And a way that they get around that is Alex Murphy. When he's injured, his conscience is still alive. They're able to transfer part of what's left of him and augment it with machine parts to state that this is not a machine. It's a man that is being kept alive using machines, but he still identifies as Alex Murphy. And that's the way that they're going to get around being able to have these robots in the United States. They're going to start with Murphy and they're going to move on after they see how he works. They're going to branch that. So he gets hurt and they make him RoboCop. And that is a really actually kind of disturbing scene for anybody who's seen the movie or if you haven't and you're 
being spoiled by this review. He wakes up to find out that he is inside this suit and he freaks out. He asks what they've done to him. He's very confused because he says, I know this is a dream when he wakes up because I can feel all of this, meaning the suit. And they tell him that sometimes victims have what they call phantom limb syndrome, um, which he, again, gets upset, freaks out and tries to leave the Omnicourt facility. Now, one thing in this that I think is way better than the original, and it's just time and technology the RoboCop suit is fantastic in this movie. I absolutely love it. I love it when it's silver. I even like it when they change his outfit to being all black with the red visor. The way that he moves, he's much faster than the original, much more mobile. I think the suit is fantastic. My only gripe about the suit is just like in things that I've talked about with the MCU um, in superhero movies, in this movie, RoboCop's visor is up a lot to show Joe Kinnaman's face. And I get it. It's actors. They want their face on screen. They don't want to be covered by a helmet the entire time. But for me, it takes away from the movie. And the reason that they explain the helmet going down is actually tied into story-wise that when he goes into combat mode, the visor comes down. It's literally like a scope. It identifies enemies and what's in the area. So there's a reason why it goes up and why it shows his face and why it comes down while he's in combat, um, which I give them credit for actually not just, you know, having the visor up all the time, but explaining why it would be like that. So uh, I do appreciate the fact that they came up with an idea as to why that happens. But again, I just I, I would prefer it if it's RoboCop. To me, RoboCop means you see the entire outfit all the time. So um, Alex Murphy gets turned into RoboCop and he automatically starts going on missions. He's taking down, um, you know, bad guys, thugs, breaking up drug deals. When he's unveiled to the public, it, right in broad daylight, he spots a, well, bad guy um, and arrests him on the spot because inside his database, he is has files, pictures um, of everybody. He basically is a walking GPS system. He can track down anybody and he identifies a murderer right in the crowd, arrests him, and we get a really cool scene with Samuel Jackson, who plays a newscaster and is really behind Michael Keaton's character to bring robots to the United States to protect the city and the, you know, the United States. I thought he was really cool. He doesn't have a lot of screen time in it, but his scenes are very good. So, as RoboCop, though, goes along, we start to notice that he isn't exactly what they want him to be. He's not as quick at making decisions as robots, and they're trying to find a way to make it so that the machine is more in control than Alex Murphy, because when they test him, he hesitates. Enter, well, he's already been there, but this is where Gary Oldman is tasked with 
making it so the machine takes over more than Alex Murphy, which they're not supposed to do because of the laws that say you can't have robotic officers in the United States. So they find a way to say that Alex is basically just a passenger. He thinks he has the choice, but it's the illusion of free will. And you get a really cool training sequence where he is up against about 75 other Omnicorp robot officers and absolutely just wipes them out. It's really cool. This is where his suit actually goes from silver to black. And the in-story explanation for that is people don't know what you want right in, you know until you put it right in their face. And he says, well, let's go with black. I thought it was actually very cool because I think it actually pokes fun at the fact that for the majority of movies and superheroes and things like that, Everything was in like black leather or black coloring for the costumes. Nothing had color to them. There was nothing that was accurate to comic books or shows. And I think it was more of a play that, oh, let's just go with black because people don't want, people don't know they want black, but they do. Um, so I thought that was actually really clever. It wasn't just, uh, well, we don't respect the fact that the suit was silver in the original and we kind of just want to like stomp on it. A lot of people were just, I, I think, really bent out of shape about the fact that his outfit wasn't silver the entire movie. I thought they did a good job of explaining why it wasn't. So once they actually figure out how to make the machine more in control, Everything seems great until we get the fact that Alex is no longer able to talk to his family. I kind of glossed over that a little bit, but his wife and his son, uh, she signed a waiver to allow Alex to become RoboCop, as in she didn't want him to be completely gone and she wanted him to still be able to help because she figures that's what he would want. So she signed off for him to be RoboCop, but... Because of this, he does not get to spend a lot of time with that with his family. And she confronts him on his way out from the police station to patrol. And once this happens and she says, your son, he starts to download basically files about his murder and about his family. And it causes him to once again take control from the machine and really be in this suit as Alex Murphy, not RoboCop per se. When he does this, he finds out that he was set up by two police officers on the force and the captain. And there's another really good scene. I thought the action in this was very good where he just barrels into this drug lord and arms dealers base of operations and just literally mows through these guys to take them down and then goes to arrest the officers involved and the captain and get shut down by Omnicorp because they can't have this out in the public. They are working with these people and they know what happened and they used it to get Alex. So if he exposes them, Omnicorp's going to be exposed. So Alex gets shut down. He gets brought back to Omnicorp, but there's another snafu for Omnicorp. 
Alex's wife has gone to the media and she says that they have kept Alex from her and her son. And it's all over the news. Omnicorp is freaking out upstairs while they have Alex. And they decide to go with a plan that they are going to tell her that the conscious part of his mind, Alex Murphy, has actually died. But he is still RoboCop mode, and that part has gone basically AWOL. And he is shooting up the place, and he is a danger to them and to her, so they're going to get her out of there. Well, obviously, this is a lie, and we get the ending scene of this movie, which is RoboCop with a full-on assault of the Omnicorp building where he fights multiple Ed 209s, really gets annihilated. His suit gets blown up um, partially. There's pieces of it missing. He gets half of his visor shot off, and you find out that he's... You know, he has this trigger like the original RoboCop where he cannot harm an officer of OCP or any member of the board. So he is unable to attack, but eventually he is able to overcome that directive. He saves his wife and he stops Omnicorp. Now, again, that's basically the gist of the movie and i really like this movie i thought they did a really good job showcasing the pressure that gary oldman's character was under to try and do the right thing and help alex when he first realizes what's happening to him but then he also struggles with what omnicorp is asking him to do because he wants to still have the free will available to alex but he is pressured by the company to do that and eventually comes clean and, you know, goes to trial and tells everybody, you know, a grand jury what he did. And um, I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. I did feel a connection between Alex and his wife and his son that, you know, they were a happy family before he was hurt in the line of duty and that they were heart, you know, number one, they're heartbroken because he was taken away and his wife thought she's doing the right thing. But then once again, he's taken away from her, even though he had a second chance at life, but it's not able to be with them the way she thought maybe it was going to be. So I think there's a lot of good emotion in this movie. The action is good in this movie. I am really a fan of this. I liked it a lot. I'm not really... I find a hard time seeing where all the criticism came for this movie because it is really, to me, it, it is really good. It stands up there with the original. Um, I don't think it is better than the original, but I think it's a very worthy remake um, where a lot of remakes are not even close to being the original. I think this one does a very good job. It modernizes its story very well for the year that it came out. And I liked it. So that's the get the popcorn, get your popcorn segment. And now we'll move on to from the lobby. So from the lobby is going to be the segment where I wrap up this review. And 
I would rate this on Mac goes to the movies. I use a real system. I would rate this three and a half out of five reels. Like I said, I do think it has good action, great characters, um, really good uh, actor base inside this movie and a very modernized story, but still to me stays true to what the original RoboCop's message was. I thought they did a good job at keeping that, but also updating and modernizing for when this movie came out to show exactly where we were and are as a society and what should be acceptable and what shouldn't be acceptable. And do we just turn a blind eye sometimes when we really shouldn't? So I really like this movie three and a half out of five reels. I would definitely recommend it to anybody listening to this review. I think it's much better than what has gotten credit. And I think some people, if they rewatch this movie would maybe have a different opinion of it uh, more so for a positive than a negative for this review. So that's going to close up the review portion of RoboCop. But coming up on Matt Goes to the Movies for the rest of February, uh, I said I was going to do an update here of what's going on. Obviously, Mondays with Maximoff will be coming for the next three weeks. I will be joined still by Rob and Harrison from The Basement Binge. We are going to close out WandaVision over the next three weeks with these last episodes that are excitingly going to be an hour long. But also with that, I will have reviews up for Scream 3, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. So those will be coming up this coming Thursday. I will be releasing Scream 3. The following week on Tuesday, I will be releasing Ghost Rider. And then that following Thursday is when Sonic the Hedgehog will be posted. So that will take me through February with my reviews that I'm just going to be doing on my own. But then also, too, coming in March... I will have a review of Wonder Woman 84 in which Rob will be joining me. I definitely will be doing a review of the Snyder Cut. And I am going to do a review of Justice League and then do a comparison show where I talk about them. Because I'm very, very interested. If anybody's listened to the Matt Goes to the Mailbox episode, you'll know that I am very much looking forward to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And I think it'll be fun to do a comparison episode between the two of them. So, you know, like I said, in February, uh, we've got RoboCop episode that you're going to be listening to. We'll have this coming Thursday, Scream 3. The following Tuesday will be Ghost Rider. And the following Thursday will be Sonic the Hedgehog, along with the three episodes of WandaVision. And then we'll have more to come in March. So... Thank you for listening to Matt Goes to the Movies, and see you next time.